Right in it today. My co-host is not with us today, but um, we're gonna make it do what it do. We're gonna enjoy this 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 segment. It's a very special segment for those who follow us. Stay in tune. You already know how we do it, man. Um, we surf social media and we we look for positive. Quotes, positive messages, positive information. I came across a wonderful, 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 energized. <laughs> this this woman here that I'm about to introduce to you all is is very knowledgeable, very in tune with her art, very in tune with what it is that she's doing. Um, I want to introduce to you all Priestess Sekhmet. Are you on the line with us? Greetings, yes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I don't know if you can hear. Everybody's applauding in the studio. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been um letting everybody know that 
today's uh show is is very uh you know charged up because of your line of work um before we go uh any further into anything uh um deep cuz i know you 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 go deep with things um as a priestess and i i want to be careful for for some of the listeners who may be new to the experience or the uh the the life of a priestess um Sekhmet, could you just give a brief uh you know synopsis of yourself and what is a priestess for those who may not understand or overstand thank you um yes the reason i call myself priestess Sekhmet is twofold number 1 i am a mediator between our human earth soul family and our divine heavenly soul family. So just as Christ came into the earth to bring the message of higher consciousness and connection to the divine and alignment with the universe, I embody that same energy of Christ consciousness and universal oneness with our soul family and with our ancestors. And I do that work 100% of the time, 24-7 in my sleep and in my waking life as a priestess. Mm. So it's a, it's a responsibility and um, it's a joy of my life. Now, when you say Christ work, what exactly are you saying? When I talk about Christ, I'm talking about the work similar to what we were introduced to when we were introduced into Jesus Christ and the work of the Messiah. So um, my background came from the church. Um, I was baptized in the church um, when I was a little girl. Um, I was baptized with the Holy Ghost when I was 17 years old. And that's when I became enlightened, Christ consciousness. Um, It's similar to a Buddha consciousness, if people understand that. But it is a connection with the divine to such a degree that you become enlightened in your crown chakra and awakened to your higher self. So it's a spiritual um, experience that the church sought to teach us, but wasn't able to fully embody it. But there are people that came through the church that did have that experience and were able to tune into their higher selves. And there are scriptures in the Bible that will assist us in doing that if we have that internal sense of knowing of ourselves and that intuitive guidance, which I did from a very young age. So I went through the church. I studied the Bible um, from cover to cover. I read it several times and studied it for 20 years and practiced and embodied the teachings and then went on to to higher levels of consciousness from there. Wow, okay. So, so a lot of people um, may be um, confused about, the perspective of uh, of the line of work that you do. So, so as a psychic, um, before we can get into life coaching, I, I think people pretty much understand what a life coach is. But psychic life coach, yeah. Could you give us a little uh, understanding of just what is a psychic going into regards to being a life coach? Okay, so um, psychic phenomenon is a sixth sense. So we have our our five senses, you know, hearing, taste, touch, and, you know, 
these type of sensibilities. And the sixth sense is our extrasensory perception. It's the ability that we have to receive messages telepathically. I receive messages from my higher self telepathically. I receive messages from my ancestors and my angels as well. So telepathy is also an extrasensory perception where we can hear messages within our own mind. And through practice, I've been able to uh, differentiate between my own thoughts and the thoughts of my ancestors because they have been training me since I was a little child on how to make that differentiation. So I, um, I'm empathic, which is another extrasensory perception or, or what you might call a psychic sense. Um, you're able to pick up the feelings of other people, and um, I can pick up people's emotions. I can pick up their mental impressions. I can pick up the um, messages that they're receiving from their ancestors and their angels, and I also am a master of dreams. And I've been dreaming since I was a child, and I've mastered the dream realm as far as I'm concerned. I can interpret my own dreams. Um, I can look at them from different aspects and angles dimensionally and um, break them down as to whether they are uh, clairvoyant in nature. Um, some of them are astral projections and, and time traveling experiences. And um, these are all uh, psychic gifts that we all that have a soul we're born with. Hmm. That's, that's very interesting because my next question was going to be, can anyone be a psychic? Right. Absolutely. Um, as long as they have a soul, <laughs> it's a gift hmm. of the soul. So not everyone down here has a soul, but if you have a soul, then you were meant to develop your soul. And the world that we live in is geared towards us um, not doing that. And so it's an obstacle course that we're in down here. And it's a challenge to develop. And in order to master yourself, to know yourself, you were meant to overcome these obstacles and break through to higher levels of consciousness. And then you'll be able to uh, tune into your extrasensory powers. Many people um, do have experiences um, of the extrasensory perception, but they don't always know what to do with that information. So if you have a tendency to dream, if you would take those dreams very seriously like I did and start writing them down and deconstructing them and decoding them, you will break through to a higher level of consciousness that most humans never do. So you're saying um, you 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 are being given information through dreams? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is something that, um, just so we get a clear uh, understanding, is this something that only individuals with a soul can um, experience, or is this anyone? Is, is anyone having this experience? Now we're talking about do people – who don't have a soul, do they dream? Is that what you're saying? Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't speak for the soulless beings. You know, they do have a state of consciousness. And I have been able to perceive their ancestors and how they do speak to them in their dreams. So as long as they have a consciousness, they are, have the capacity to dream, I do feel. But I can't say for sure. Do you think you've met someone that's uh that that was without soul? Yes, but not in this realm. Not in the physical realm. They can't get that close to me. 
They can only get wow. that close to you if you're close to that vibration. When you don't have a soul, you have a certain frequency vibration, and you can attract these people to you. But wow. they don't come to me. They don't come to me. But in my dreams, they do. <laughs> in my dreams, they do. They try to touch me that way. I'm I'm beyond that <laughs> that point now. But there right. was a point when they tried to touch me that way to deposit fear into my dreams. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. They used to pull my soul down to the lower fourth dimension. Wow. Now, now, um, this fear thing, is this something that... Um, do you think a lot of people who in, in what we call real time, um, people who are fearful, um, do you think a lot of that fear is coming from an influence in a dream? Absolutely. There's a whole project going on with, um, MIT where they're breaking through into the dreamscape and the dream realm, and they're already developing technology to uh, manipulate the dreamscape. So there's a whole phenomenon going on that nobody's talking about where people's dreams are being infiltrated and manipulated to pull their frequency vibration down to the fear realms where they can interact with them and get power and control over their creative energies. This is happening round the clock 24-7 with fear-based music and fear-based movies. Right. I've, I've seen, I've, I've watched... I've watched uh the 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 African culture uh in America evolve. I remember a time when um you you couldn't even say peace to an individual because of their perception and being so deeply under a spell um of self-hate. Um but today um so many people are using terms like vibration and um you know, lower self, higher self, things of that nature. Um, as a psychic life coach, do you actually experience the, um, the, the, the evolution of those who you coach? Um, are the, are the, are the people you coach, are they coming in more advanced than what you've normal, normally would, um, experience? Yes, absolutely. Most of the people that come to me are already advanced spiritually. So I deal with ascended masters. I deal with people that have archangelic bloodlines, people that are very gifted, intuitive, empathic, psychic, clairvoyant, um, people that already know they have a gift and they're seeking more knowledge or people that are piecemealing their spiritual practice together that are looking for an organized systematic practice where they can evolve and elevate with. Right. Now you, um, being a psychic life coach, uh, how long have you been a psychic life coach? Since I was a little girl. When no. I was a little, when I was a little girl, I I had the sixth sense going strong, and mm. I always found myself directing people and coaching and counseling and even other children in my neighborhood, my community. Wow! So 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 people were coming to you with certain things, and mm -hmm. they would people would just pour out everything on you. And my first client was probably. Eight years old. What? We were, we were both eight. We were both eight years old, and this is 
This is how Sekhmet, this is how the goddess Sekhmet showed me who I am. She took me all the way back to my childhood mm. to help me understand myself. And the, the little girl that used to live across the street from me came to me and she said, please help me. My uncle is touching me. He's touching wow. me and he's, he's my babysitter. And my mom leaves me home alone with him every day and every day he makes me get in the bed with him and he touches me she told me this but what she didn't know and what i didn't know about myself is i was a warrior priestess and i went over to her house and i snuck inside a closet and i hid in there until he got to that point where he was asking her to get in the bed and when she got in the bed with him, I jumped out the closet and I started. <laughs> I jumped out the closet and I said, I'm going to tell. No. Wow. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Yes. You that know how dangerous. I guess you didn't know how dangerous that was to do such a thing. I mean, oh, no. the courage. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's Sekhmet. That is Sekhmet. Fire, courage, power. Did you strength. actually tell? Yes, I told. Wow. And yes, did I anyone did. believe you? I don't remember that part. I only remember that one instance because the parents took over from that point. Right. You know, right, I right. was only dealing with my friend, you know, so that was our part. Our part was we were going to get him. Right. Now, what, what, just what is the uh, connection between yourself and Sekhmet for those who may not be aware of who Sekhmet is? Okay. Um, Sekhmet is the lion headed goddess from ancient Kemet. If you've ever gone there, you'll see her statue in many places. Um, I saw her statue at the temple of Hathor or Hetheru in Dendera, and it was Sekhmet the goddess who guided me there to learn more about her energy and her power. So I started studying about her um, because I learned about her from a deck of oracles that I was working with. Mm. And I also started studying books about Sekhmet and I just had an affinity for her. I'm a double Sag, Sagittarius rising, Sagittarius sun. And so that fire element drew me into her because she's a fire goddess of the solar sun power. And she's an embodiment of the sun. She's the divine spark of creation. She's the divine fire from the solar body. She's divine consciousness, but she's also creativity in her divine feminine energies. And she has been said to be ferocious and to be deadly. But these are... um oversimplified, over-exaggerated personifications of her. She's the divine mother, and she's the destroyer of evil, okay? <laughs> she's She destroys evil, and her, pow her powers historically have been used to, to as an evil force and perverted, like everything gets perverted in this reality. But I started um, meditating on her. I started going into her temple and meditating on her. And this is how I opened up that gateway uh, for her to speak to me direct, directly as an aspect of my higher self consciousness. Mm. So I see her as myself. 
And this is how she introduced herself to me is through meditation and through direct communication. Now, as a, um, there's a question. I I need to find a good way to pose this. Um, Sekhmet, she comes from ancient Egypt. Yes. And so a lot of people are having an issue with understanding if uh, the Egyptian deities, were they real humans or symbolic characters? Symbolic. Right. So the, 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 even the, even the ones that they tell us were real um, humans. And I'm talking about the pharaohs are not who they're saying that they are just to throw that part in there. So people need to really approach this area with um, an open mind. Right. So it's, it's safe to say that the, the individual who's acknowledging um, or utilizing the uh, symbolism and the characters of ancient uh, Egypt understand that they are just that they are symbols. Um, is that relative to the symbol of um, religion? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It has many facets. You can, the, the physical material facet is the storyline that is for the lower level consciousness, like an elementary school teaching. So first you have to understand the concept. And if they came at you with a super galactic universal consciousness um, information or stream of consciousness, the the mind is not developed enough yet to be able to comprehend all that. So they have to give us these fables and these stories first. Right. Some people stay stuck there and they don't evolve past that story and they want to keep the knowledge in a box, simplified so they can feel empowered as a person of knowledge because they know the story. But the story is just elementary school. you got to go to the school of higher learning here with this. You 20, 30 years into religion and spirituality, and you are still got the same message, and you have no fresh rhema, no fresh anointing, no fresh knowledge, no direct communication. Right. Now, one thing I have done is that um, I've done some research myself, and uh, throughout the years, I've started to find um, relative uh, information in regards to a lot of, re- and, and, I, and we're not going to, of course, turn this into a religious subject, but I just wanted to point this out, being that we're on this topic. Um, a lot of uh, religions today, I, I hate to use the word stole, but um, they they have borrowed the strong mm-hmm. cultures of ancient Egypt. Yes. And changed the characters and gave them different names and things of that nature. Um, a lot of holidays that are um, acknowledged in America um, are actually uh, ancient Egyptian acknowledgments, but in different, uh, different names, different forms, things of that nature. Uh, when, when this information is presented to let's say a Christian or even a Muslim, uh, these people are so, they, they, they're so turned off and so, um, uh, defensive and 
you they wind up they 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 wind up becoming a a there's a divide between you know the two individuals um to me that's a loss you know what I'm saying to have two people not even you know um being able to have a healthy dialogue and conversation because we're real and these peop these characters are not yeah. and so have you experienced as a as a uh, life coach, as the psychic life coach? Have you experienced having to bring? I know you said that a lot of people are in or at a certain point and at a on a certain level, but have you experienced finding yourself having to help shape the mind of an individual so just so that you they could receive what it is that you really have to give? No, but I'll tell you this about this whole issue here. It's important that as spiritual teachers, we keep in mind that we're all one. We're all one. We're, we're one soul. We're one consciousness. We're one being with many different aspects. So when we talk about people outside of ourselves that that are an aspect of ourselves individualized as this one self showing itself in many different people. I see everyone as having a certain function. I've even been told that I have a certain function. So we don't all share the same function. And we've been taught to be so divided in our minds and, and separated and segregated that we don't appreciate each other's functions. And we sit here and we judge each other and we discriminate against each other and we pit each other against one another instead of seeing the reality of, of what's actually happening. So what I see is people that um, do stay in these elementary fields of learning do so for a purpose because there's always going to be people at an elementary level that need to come through that school. Right. So if everyone just elevated all together, it's not realistic. We, this is a process of evolution, spiritual and uh, soul evolution. So it's stages. So we always have to have these pillars there to hold the structural foundation of that elementary stage. So people will, get locked in to their consciousness and that's their job to stay locked in for whatever time period that is. Mm. Now there's also people that are um, keepers of time, keepers of knowledge. They're not there to know all of the knowledge. They're there to keep that knowledge. And if they were not to keep that knowledge, then it would be gone. And so stolen. Yes to some degree, but then also preserved. Nice. The knowledge is preserved. So we still have it. Right. Now, my next question is something that uh, there was a ton of votes on this question um, because, again, I, I'm the one that had to break the ice and say, uh, there's a misconception. But I'm going to present the question anyway. Um the perception of a psychic, the, the, the people always say, if you're psychic, then how come you can't do this? And how come you can't do that? Um, one person even asked, if you're psychic, can you help me 
win the lottery. What is your response to that state of mind? Psychic is a psychic gifting is an ability that has to be mastered and it has to be expanded upon. So if you wanted to master your psychic ability to the extent that you could win the lottery, you could do that. There are people that do that. They don't openly tell people that's what they're doing, but they do that. But it's a skill just like anything else. So just like when we talk about knowledge and specified knowledge, you have degrees of knowledge. You have specific fields of knowledge. So that's why it's a developmental skill that needs to be put in place. Right. Now, as a, as also as a, um, as a, is your approach to the spirit world for um, this as a service to to individuals? Is your approach a psychic approach, or are you approaching it as a medium? Psychic gifting, intuitive, clairvoyant, telepath, telepathic, clairaudient, being able to see and understand the spirit from a visual perspective, feel it you know, from a sensitivity perspective, um, being able to understand the nature of reality from a psychic perspective, which is the most critical. People don't understand how the reality works. And through this gifting, I've been able to break down the structure of our reality and how it functions so that we can use our own body or avatar in a creative way to function properly with the, cre- with the creation So once we know how the creation works and we can take our creative selves and function within that structure properly, now we can start to manifest our intentions effectively and consistently without the distractions, without the um, frequency interruptions. So many people have problems with frequency interruptions mentally. Mm. And the frequency interruption is a person who can't keep a, a train of thought Um, And then they will manifest situations into their reality to keep them distracted. The phone is always ringing or the line is just gets cut off or they miss an appointment or someone pops in on them or unexpected circumstances. And this can become chronic to a person to where they just expect this to happen. And now they're creating it continuously and they don't even understand that they can get out of that or that that's not normal. Right. Right. So, so in order for an individual to actually, um, even listen to such, such advice, um, they would have to actually come to a psychic life coach. Yeah. And this is where the, the line is crossed because a lot of people are, um, afraid Right. That's right. Right. That's right. And so this is how Sekhmet guides me. This is how Sekhmet guides me because she wants to destroy fear. (laughs) So the best way to destroy it is to face it, put it in your face. Um, About 30 years ago, I started telling people that aliens were demons. And I I told them all about the aliens, what they look like. Now, these were demonic entities, but they were parading around as aliens or extraterrestrials. Mm. And so I started telling my church about it. I, I got kicked out of church for it. What? 
Uh-huh. And um, I was telling them about the demonic realm and how these aliens were um, impersonating and um, abducting people. And um, I told them about all the different kind of spaceships that they were using, anti-gravity flying devices. I told them about all the different races that um, were appearing. And I was on a radio show back then, and I was telling them that aliens were demons and the one of the callers called in and said, well, don't say aliens, you know, say something else, because when you say aliens, there's good aliens, too. And I said, well, I, I respect where you're coming from, but this is what spirit is telling me to say, because there's a reason, because people are afraid of this. Right. And they need, they need to understand that these aliens are demons, these ones. These aliens are demons. And I stuck by that. And now if not 30 years later, I can't get on the internet without finding someone out there that's saying the same thing. Aliens are demons. <laughs> exactly. Aliens are exactly. So then the same thing with psychic. So now she wants me to put that out there. Get off of this fear of your own self. You are psychic. Right. So I'm the one that has the courage to stand up there and say it first. Right. I definitely, um, it, that brings me to my next question. As far you mentioned Avatar, uh, the average person does not see themselves or see the their body as an avatar. They have a problem with separating themselves from their body. Um, I've even brought up the observation of uh, death. You know, um, well, when you die, that is a sep- a departure from, but you know, from you and your physical body, your flesh. So um, the body is borrowed. The the body is not really you. What could you give people that that are not understanding that their body is an avatar? Just accept it. Just, you know, open up to the possibility. Just open up. Once you open up your consciousness, you'll start to attract more information that will validate it for you. As long as you have an open mind and you're listening, like if you're listening right now to what we're saying, this is why I use words like that to deposit that knowledge as a seed into your subconsciousness. And that is that will activate. That seed will be germinated and nourished by your soul. So as long as you're listening to information like this and opening up to the reality, your soul, your higher self will guide you into a deeper understanding of it. Now, 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 I'm, I'm sure people are listening to this and they're saying, oh, I do have an open mind. Um, I've had people call in several times and, and, and uh, <laughs> express, the, express themselves. Our, our theme is freedom of speech without injury or restraint. And so, you know, we're, we're open for all different types of uh, expressions. And we've had people who upon hearing, you know, what they were saying, we were definitely, we were definitely in tune with knowing that they were, they were sleep, you know, they were, you know, um, but the words that were coming out of their mouth, their, their perspective was that personal perspective was that they were not, you know, and, 
it's easy to say a person is hard headed or, or, you know, we, even when you tell them that they're asleep, they're not woke. Um, you know, even with what you're saying, individuals never, uh, not all, but some people never really actually accept what you're, what you're saying to them until, like you said, 30 years ago, you was presenting this alien agenda and, you know, you were basically crucified for it. And now, you know, it's like popular demand. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's talking about it. You know, um, what happens to, to, to that, that space where it's like 30 years have, have gone by since I told you this. And now your, it's your agenda now. Like, but what happened? What, what happens to that evolution? It, or is it just a seed that we just need to drop the seed and just move on and not uh, be so concerned as to when the oh, individual. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Drop the seed and move on. Mm. Move, yeah. Drop the seed and move on because again, you know, we have to be accepting and allowing of everybody's space and time because everyone has a purpose and a reason for being, and we want everyone to be awake right now. And that's out of harmony and that's out of alignment with nature. Somebody need to get cussed out today. Somebody need to, you know, be in a low vibrational situation where they're going to get hit with something or struck with something that's going to wake them up. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and and if everyone is so enlightened that they can't cuss nobody out or tell somebody, you know, the cold, hard truth and um, the, all kind of things are happening. People are getting in auto accidents, but, I guess basically what I'm saying is it's not our job to do that. Our job is to be in the moment, to be present, and to be connected to to the divine and to be a divine channel for whatever knowledge needs to come forward in that moment. So right now we're talking about avatars. We're talking about the physical body. We're talking about the soul and how the soul can be removed from the body. Mm. The soul... The soul can be removed from the body, and this is what people don't appreciate today. And there's no way that they really can until spirit gives them enough synchronicity, meaning that as they go about their day, they will, they'll hear this message again. And as they go about their next day, they'll keep hearing this message in, in little bits and pieces. That's how beautiful the universe is. The universe loves us all and has a plan for all of us. And it's the job of our universe to design our lives and, and structure our activities and put us in the right place at the right time and share the, the information that's needed for that person. And then we trust the universe and we allow and accept that person's journey and know and put that intention into that person that they will awaken. Right. Even even I put angels on people to awaken them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, now when you say you put angels on people, just what exactly is that? Well, when I was a little girl, um, my mother was a heroin addict. And so everyone in the neighborhood knew that my mother was on drugs. And, um, even though my mother was on drugs, what I didn't know about my mother is that she was an archangel. Mm. I know it now, but I didn't know it then. But one thing about her, she always was talking about God and she always um, would 
allow us to go to church or put us in a situation where we would be safe. Right. And and I remember one day she took us across the street to this lady's house and we called her the holy lady. That's we were little kids. That's all we knew. That's the holy lady house. <laughs> so my mom took us to the holy lady and she said, please pray, please pray for my babies. And um, it was me and my little sister. And I just remember standing on that porch and I remember being outside of my body. Wow. I was out. I was outside of my body, looking at me and my sister standing in front of the holy lady, and then she put her hands on us, and she just started speaking in tongues. And she started speaking, and I could feel the power of God, which was her angels coming over me. And those angels attached themselves to my life and made that lady's prayers for us come true. And Spirit keeps telling me that to this day. That that lady attached her angels. When when you speak, your your words are angelic. When you speak, you have angels coming out of you, going forth to perform what it is that you're speaking. Mm. So when you when you speak death over people, there are angels that go forth out there, and wow. that's why that's why the scripture tells us to speak life. Don't speak death over your yourself and over your your soul family. Your earth family speak life to them speak that they are awakening at the divine purpose in the divine time see them as they would be right. in their in their right self and so we don't want to we don't want to spend a lot of time trying to awaken people it's not time for them to be awake yet but we do want to be present in the moment and speak words of life right now i've i've had uh an individual say to me on several occasions that um, they would pray for me. And the reasoning that they uh, said that they would pray for me was because they felt that what I express was negative. You know, that I, I'm a good guy, but I'm just being, I'm, but I'm misled. And, so, you know, of course, I totally understand, um, you know, what, what's happening. It's, you know, people want you to be on their level, regardless of where that level is. And they forget that we are all our own individuals. And, you know, we can, we can personify and show up wherever we want to show up at. You know, um, me, myself, I have a very, uh, interesting journey, long journey on a short path where, you know, I, I've been able to uh, obtain a doctorate's degree. And, you know, inside of that, I've had the opportunity to go into so many different cultures. And when an individual who's only stuck his neck or his head into one or two cultures, I would say, what are you actually praying for? <laughs> for me, if you've only stuck your head into one or two things where though, you know, on, on, on my side, I've traveled, you know, the, the world and I've been able to see and experience and live these different cultures. I find it very important that, um, you know, when you spoke about us being one, you know, we, we can easily exclude ourselves as being one and being part of the problem when we try to uh, stop someone else's uh, um, um, progress. 
be be it however it may be. We we have to let people do what they're doing and grow and develop in their own time. And it should never go to the level of um uh, um you know uh war and fight even though people do it all the time. You know, it should never go to that level. I just put up a post today of someone someone sent me a little clip um of supposedly some aliens in a ship <laughs> and look looking down on earth saying should we go down it's like nah they fighting over who, right. who, who, <laughs> you know, you know who whose uh religion is the best you know what i'm saying right. so you know it's like uh, uh higher levels of intelligent of intelligence you know is is not even friendly to us if we're going to be fighting over yeah. you know these these lower level things so you know, I'd I'm, like to respond to that. Yeah, absolutely. I look at it like the ocean, right? Just the same way that those ETs, you know, looking down at the bottom dwellers. So the ocean have different kind of fish in it. At the at the bottom where it's the darkest, where it's the most dense, that's where you have only certain kinds of life forms. But as you go up towards the light, there's different kinds of fish that you will never see down at the bottom, mm. right? Even they say that some of the, the fish down at the bottom are fish that should never be eaten because they have a certain kind of lifestyle that's not congruent with right. beings that are not from that area right? or, or, you know, and I'm where I'm going with this. So, so I look at, I look at, ourselves the same way not everybody is on the same vibrational wavelength or frequency when people come into my realm and they bring um a certain um frequency i call it confunction they want funk you know they want they want arguing they want um friction right then i look at myself and say first you know am i creating you know friction in my energy you know, what is it about my, my energy field that is um, manifesting in my reality as, as friction? Right. Where, do I, where do I need to bring in some breath and bring in some light into my energetic creative body so that it will uh, project itself into my reality as something that's more calm and more peaceful so I'm not having this friction? Right. So I, I put my reality onto myself as being a responsible creator. I am the creator of my reality. This is my divine inheritance, my divine gift, and my divine right. It's my divine responsibility to manifest a reality that is in, in alignment with the divine, with uh, abundance, with health and wealth. It's my inheritance. At, when I was born into this reality, I was not born into um, an environment that taught me that. As a soul on a soul's journey, I had to learn to overcome adversity and to grow and to expand in my consciousness and awareness to rise above this bottom dwelling energy field. That's how I look at it. So right. when when someone comes into my, my reality, it's a lot different today than it used to be. So when I was younger, yeah. It, I was I was creating chaos upon chaos in my life, and it was chronic to the to the point where I tried to take my life mm. because I I knew it was supernatural. 
Right. I had I had supernatural creative power and I was manifesting um, consistent confunction 24-7 and it was killing me. It was destroying me, my relationships, everything. Wow. And I, I didn't want to live anymore because no one believed that it was going on. It was so crazy. So I had to get into this point of life coaching where I had to coach myself from my higher <laughs> yeah. self yeah. and get out of it. And that's what I do. I, I teach people how to take their creative power back, how to activate their creative powers through connecting to their higher self, to their higher consciousness, how to um, energetically clear their, their chakras or their seven power centers and move beyond those seven power centers to actually activating their DNA and their crown chakra. Yeah, that that is definitely... Um, the life of a psychic is repetitive. You know, I've, I've, uh, been introduced to that world, um, decades ago and, oh boy, oh boy. You know, I've, I've, I've interviewed, um, individuals who have said the same exact thing you just said, the same exact thing. And so, um, once again, we've got another confirmation that, that, um, you know, there there is at some point an experience or a challenge that is is, is it is making or or having the psychic individual wanting to leave this realm physically. You know, and and um, I hear you saying that the first, you know, the the the, the first student, the, the you know the the, the first patient. You know, the first client is yourself. Yeah. And I find that, I find that to be, uh, you know, so, so life preserving because if you're right and exact, everything that you're doing and saying is being delivered from a place of experience and not just something you've read or something you've been watching on TV or something like that. Exactly. And that's where the ancestors are coming through. I am a direct channel for our ancestral energies. These are angels. These are our family members that have crossed over. And they are right here with us. And they are guiding us and teaching us how to balance our energy, how to connect to our higher mind, and how to use our creative power if we will tune into ourselves and listen, because they're, they're not out there. They're actually in us. Mm. They're actually a part of our, of our biosphere, our DNA, our cellular memory, our soul complex. All of that is who we are. And there's so much to us, but if we would just pull in, listen to ourselves and then follow that intuitive guidance, we'll get to a space first where They'll pull us off to ourselves so we can start to heal ourselves. It's very, we can't heal ourselves when we're in the mix all the time. That's right. We have to get alone. That's so nice. you'll get in a situation where you get cut off from everybody, especially when it's time. You, you can't make no friends. Mm. You have to be alone mm. and, and, and learn how to sit down and be quiet mm. Mm-hmm. And, and listen to your heart into your inner mind and then start dealing with the real issues and challenges in, in your personal life. 
that are holding you back and take responsibility for that without blaming anything and allow your higher mind to come in and to give you the answers. I suggest sitting down with a journal and a pen and start asking yourself questions Mm. and sit there and breathe and, and relax and listen. And in this atmosphere that we're in today where we're going through a global planetary shift of higher consciousness as we move into this Aquarian age, a whole new solar age, you will get the answers quickly if you just listen. And you write down those answers and then you align yourself with that information. Align yourself. Don't ask, well, so-and-so is not doing this. Why I have to be the one to be so responsible? Because you you're the one that wants the better life. That's right. Okay. If you want the better life, then you can't be like so-and-so. Don't think that all these people have it all. They don't. Mm. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices to have things. Yeah. And if you want to sacrifice your soul, your divinity, your union with yourself and your knowledge of yourself, then you can go have whatever you want to have. You mm. really can because you'll focus on that. But when you get on this path of inner knowing, inner knowledge, spiritual path, higher knowledge, higher consciousness, you have to be ready to sacrifice everything else. Mm. I think it's key when you said be willing to be alone, because a lot of people that that I've come across or that have met me, um, <laughs> I, I find myself having to I- I- explain the the exact same thing. Like, listen, later for the party, you know, later for the flashy lights in that in that manner, you know, late, later for trying to, you know, be most popular and be able to have a story that you can brag about in the streets. You know, um, a lot of women and a lot of men are alone and fall into depression, not because they're alone, but because they don't understand what they should be doing with that time. Right. And so what you just said is so imperative. It is so powerful. You know, we have to embrace, you know, the, the being in that position. I think it's a, it's bliss to be able to be in a position where you can actually hear yourself, you know, and actually be a, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a process. You know, it was extremely painful because, you know, I, I talked about uh, trying to take my life in the past and it was due to the alienation. It, it's an alienating path and it's not one that's easy to embrace. Right. And we're, we're not doing this for fun. Trust me, we're not doing this for fun because if we were doing it for fun, we would not be doing this. That's right. We're doing this because of some higher purpose, some higher calling, some higher reason. And so as we give ourselves to this, then we begin to see what that purpose and that that mission is. A lot of people say they don't know what their mission and what their purpose is. It's because you have to go inside to find out. No one can tell you what that is. Mm. You have to go inside and find out. And what I have discovered is that my mission and purpose is to help people stay alive down here until we get to the other side, which is, a planetary global liberation of higher consciousness where a good majority of the people on the planet are awakened. And this is actually going to happen in our lifetime. So when I talk about telling you guys what was 
going to happen 30 years ago. I can tell you guys what's going to happen next. And this is what's going to happen next. We're going into global planetary liberation and universal consciousness and galactic civilization, breakaway civilization. We're about to break away from the way things that have been down here in the stone age that we've been locked into. We're about to come into free energy. And with free energy, it's going to free our mind. It's going to free our energy. We're going to be free. Right. And that's what we're doing now in the trenches. Okay, so right now we're still in the trenches learning how to keep our energy balanced, keep our mind focused, keep our soul aligned, and then create from that space consistently, consecutively, creating, creating. We are creators. We are children of the divine creator. We were meant to create. That's right. So that's what we're doing here. We're mastering the, the creative realm. And then we graduate from this creative realm into another realm that is less physical and less dense, where we can create more freely. This is so imperative um, for anyone that's listening that would love to to reach out to Priestess Sekhmet. You may do so. Um, is there is there a uh, preferable? Preferably, uh, how should people contact you? Facebook or phone number, email? Yes. I, I would love for them to book a session with me. Just book a session with me and let me give you an energy reading. I can give you an energy reading and an ancestral energy reading. Mm. I can also read your chakras and your power centers to see where you are energetically, where you have mental and emotional blocks, where you have spiritual blocks, entity attachments. Mm. Anything of this nature, you can reach me at priestesssegment.com. You can find me on Google, and you can also find me on Facebook. That's priestesssegment.com for anybody, anyone, group. It doesn't matter. Whoever you are, wherever you are, this is worldwide, and you can reach out to Priestess Segment and go ahead and book your session. Um You've heard her, you, you've heard her talking. We've been on this line for an hour now and she's, she's put out so much information. She said a whole lot. And, um, I would, I would classify this as a free consultation. I mean, cause <laughs> she, she really put it out there. Um, we want to thank you so much from, you know, our network and we, 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 we wish you the best with, uh, everything that you're doing in the future. And I'm so happy that you are, that you exist, that you uh, are, are um, displaying the level of, of knowledge and information, you know, um, that you're, that you're uh, exercising on social media. You know, you got to be bold and you know, you already told us about the courage story when you were eight. So we know that segment is, is, uh, right along there, you know, beside you or within you. And we, we thank you so much and we, we encourage you. We give, we give you more encouragement to continue to be, uh, you know, as, uh, full of courage as you have displayed. Thank you so much for being with us here today on WNT9 Talk Radio. Thank you. Love you all. If you can hold on for one second, please. WNT9 Talk Radio. And that was our wonderful guest, the Priestess Segment.
really laying it down for us, man. And um, we're going to get out of here, man. But if anybody got any questions, you already know. You've got any comments, you already know. You can hit us up and let us know. We hopefully will have her back and do a part two because she was just that high vibrational. WNT Not Talk Radio, King Henry, I'm out. Peace. Flex on a study for the test on the positive, my God, you do it.